Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to the podcast. Today we're looking at Acts chapter 12. Edwin, what is our text? We're going to be reading the first two verses of this chapter. I am reading from the English Standard Version. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. I know it's not getting any better in the next verse here, but that's where we're going to stop. I want to talk about James and and what happens here. It's It's a shock. It absolutely is a shock. It's, um, I would think, entirely frightening for the Christians there in Jerusalem. Uh, as Luke has been giving us this history, we concluded the 11th chapter by actually following uh, the Apostle Paul and some other Christians bringing relief uh, because of a famine in the land, bringing relief to Judea and to the uh, churches of Judea. And what we find out is not only has there been this economic hardship and starvation, uh, which would present its own perils for the believers. But in fact, now a very particular persecution arises and is pointed at the leadership of the church at Jerusalem, the apostles themselves. And I try to put myself in the shoes of the Christians in that day and time. Yeah. Our leaders are getting picked off. Mm-hmm. That's just shocking. It's It's, scary. It's scary. It's frightening. Who's going to be next? Of course, that's what we're getting into. Maybe with just James, you're not thinking who's going to be next. But when he scoops up Peter also, you're, okay, where's this going to end? Who's going to be next? I don't want to get into all that. We'll talk about that later in the week. Well, we will. That's that's what these folks are thinking. Who's going to be next? Is it going to be all of the apostles? Or when when are they going to turn to us? So there's the perspective of of the Christians, of the brethren. But now from the perspective of the persecutor from King Herod, why do you choose this apostle? You know, if you want to kill an animal, you cut off its head, right? Yeah. yeah I think this really says something to a a position, a respect at least that uh, James had in in the church there at Jerusalem, and it was not it was not a small thing if if his name gets up to the gets up to King Herod. That's a fascinating point because we hear about Peter and Paul. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Andrew, but I. I almost get the sense that none of the other apostles ever did anything. I mean, I know John wrote I think Revelation. Thomas doubted. <laughs> I, I, okay, so the, the thing is, it's very easy reading through the scripture as it's recorded to get the idea. Yeah, Peter and Paul did a lot. John did some. And the rest of the guys, well, we just don't know. They, they really weren't doing much. But I think it's very intriguing to know that when Herod looked at the leadership of the church in Jerusalem and said, I do want to cut off the head, he didn't go for Peter first. I want to remember that James is the brother of John. Peter, Andrew, James, John, the first four of the apostles that Jesus called to come and follow him. Uh, James does get to be on the Mount of Transfiguration, James does get to have some of those special times and conversations. Jesus would go off Peter, James, and John. Go off with Peter, James, and John. So, you know, in one respect, I guess we should understand, well, why wouldn't James be seen as a leader and very prominent? He's 
you know, he, he's there. But you're right. When it comes to recording the sermons, uh, the larger actions, it does seem to be a Peter and certainly a Paul as we go on in the book of Acts. What we learn from that is that what we have in Scripture is actually not intended to tell us everything. Mm. It's intended to tell us what we need to know. Luke had his perspective and his point behind this history as he is recording it, and he included the stories and he included the accounts and the events that made his point. And, and James did not factor into that except for his death. Just like really the other apostles, we just see very little of them. That doesn't mean they aren't working. There was a reason Matthias needed to be added into the 12 because there was work for them to do. Mm -hmm. And I have no doubt that Matthias did that work just as all of them did the work. But to me, here is this, this shining moment, this shining statement that James was doing enough that Herod heard about him. And when he wanted to get someone first, James was first on his list. And so again, we're, we're not getting everything. We're getting what we need. And That, to me, is a very important point to recognize. You look like you're wanting to add something here. Well, I was just going to add to that, that while uh, this is a detail of persecution that we are given, um, we know that Paul was this terrible persecutor. He drug people off to prison. He cast their vote for them to be stoned to death. But we don't get the names of all those Christians that died for the Lord. We get a Stephen. Now we get James. Yeah. We're not getting getting every detail, but it was happening. And— That is part of the intriguing nature of this, because if anybody was going to be protected by the Lord from this, wouldn't you think it would be one of those guys who was a part of his inner circle among the apostles? I mean, you've already brought up Peter, James, John, inner circle. Mm -hmm. How is it that one of them is the first one of these guys to die? And it's not from old age and natural causes. It's, It's actually execution and martyrdom the enemy attacks and god lets them attack and lets them kill him how does that happen yeah uh, maybe that creates a crisis of faith for some people if the lord is going to allow this to happen to james one of the apostles what about one of our favorite preachers, yeah well what about me <laughs> and where is the lord and why doesn't the lord you know deliver him seems like you should have a really long blessed wonderful life if you're going to be an apostle absolutely except What we learn from this is that that is not the Lord's promise. Mm. The Lord's promise is not turn to me and you'll get a long life. The Lord's promise is turn to me and you get true life. Turn to me, you get eternal life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is not about your best life now. And I know that's the easy one. That's the softball, the the short kick to, to get it in. But it's not about your best life now. But it's also not about making sure that everything just goes wonderful. Sometimes we seem to have this idea that when you become a Christian and you do it right, everything goes well. You know, everything starts turning up rainbows and unicorns for you. And that is just not true. The blessing is life eternal, not good health, not long life, not big retirement, not wonderful relationships and influence and power. The blessing is true life, eternal life. And James is actually getting that blessing right now, but his doorway into it is through short physical life here on earth. James' willingness to sacrifice, to lay it all down for the Lord. Um, You know, from one perspective, we might say that uh, this is what they all had signed up for. This is what they agreed to. If anyone understood discipleship, 
it is the apostles. And Jesus taught, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross daily and follow me. And that cross was not about difficulties in this life or difficult circumstances. That really was a tool of execution. And so James understood and James preached that uh, we may lay everything down, including our lives, for the truth of the gospel. And this was his opportunity to take up that cross and to lay down his life. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, I, I recently read a book, and I'm right now trying to remember the name of it. It's, it's by a fellow named Haifman, and it's something like Suffering and Ministry in the Spirit, or I, I'm sure I'm not getting the name of the book right. But talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 14, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to one a fragrance from death to death to the other a fragrance from life to life who is sufficient for these things. For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak Christ. Here's Paul talking about the role, at the very least, of apostleship and that idea of being led in triumphal procession. Mm. Uh, what some folks picture here is the idea that Jesus, as the conquering hero, is leading Paul along as one of his generals in this wonderful parade of honor for Jesus and then for Paul. That's not how triumphs work. That is not how triumphs work. This, this phrase being used here never, ever, ever meant that. Being led in triumph meant the conquering hero, the king or the general of the winning army is coming back into Rome and is leading behind him his conquered foes. They are there in shame to demonstrate the king's superiority or the general's superiority and the vast number of those conquered demonstrates his glory and his strength and his power. And then for the, for the most part, those folks who were being led in triumph were actually being led to their execution, to their death. Paul turns this on his head because he sees himself being led behind as the conquered foe. He is the conquered. He is the trophy of Christ. He is the trophy of Christ. Jesus is leading the triumphal procession. All of this is about his honor and his glory. And Paul is, is one of these defeated people walking behind him going to his death. But here's the interesting thing. Paul is not in that crowd with his head bowed, ashamed. He is actually just as excited as all those spectators mm -hmm. who are bringing glory to Jesus for Jesus to be glorified by his coming death. It is a completely different perspective than we often have as we try to avoid death at all costs. I'm, I always hate talking about this because I know it sounds like I'm saying we should be suicidal. That's not the case at all. As long no, as no, God no, has no, us no. here, we work and we don't we don't pursue death in any way. But it's a completely different perspective to say that my blessing is resurrection, my hope is life eternal, and so if in God's plan that means death today, then so be it. And Paul understood that's what I'm heading for, and it ties in. You've got your Bible open to Philippians, yeah, where, he even, sa yeah. where yeah. he even says, I don't know if this is the passage you were thinking about, but whether in my life or death, God will be glorified. That's exactly right. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I, yeah, I was just going to dovetail with what you were saying there, that the apostles spoke to that attitude, that peace with, um, with, with passing because he knows he's going to be with the Lord.
And that is the gain. That is the glory. That is the best life, the true life, the eternal life. And I think it would be a, a fair assumption that an apostle like James would have a similar outlook. Yeah. This, this is the doorway to be with my Savior. This is the doorway to the hope. We have the hope of resurrection, the hope of life eternal. That turns the hope of our world on its head. Let us not make the hope of Christianity the hope of the world. Let's, let's understand that our hope is different. And so uh, this is hard for me. But I yeah. think this is where we have to wrap it up today. Powerful so. thoughts and where are our attitudes, you know, where we want our attitudes to, to be or to get to. I want to tell you something. I went a couple of weeks ago. I got to meet somebody that's been listening to the podcast. That was so cool. Uh, if you're listening to Text Talk, we'd love to hear about that. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Uh, we love to, to get to meet some of the listeners. That is neat. And uh, we hope that what we're studying is an encouragement to you. Of course, the Word of God is an encouragement to us. And we want to hear about what you are reading and learning in God's text yourself. Yeah, we'd love to know what you're learning. Any questions that you have, we might be able to bring some of that into the, the podcast episodes or do something special. So let us know. Christ, uh, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Why don't you wrap us up in a prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you for the time. Then we might open up your scripture and read from the book of Acts, read from the 12th chapter. Father, we are humbled by the example of James, uh, humbled that he was uh, willing to lay down everything, including his life. Uh, we are fearful and share some of the anxiety of these Christians to think about that type of persecution, to imagine what that would be like. And yet they trusted in you and they walked with you. They did not fail and they did not falter. And we pray, Father, that you might steal us in our conviction and our faith to serve you this day, knowing, Father, that the true life is eternal life with you that we have through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Are you really wanting some outtakes right now? <laughs> can, we, can we just make some up? No, outtakes are fun. Outtakes are fun. Out, outtakes are fun. It's interesting. Um, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try not to say interesting as much on this broadcast. <laughs> just love the Bible. <laughs> Light bulbs going off all the time. This is where we specifically wanted to let you know the very important announcement and prayer of blessing for you. May the fourth be with 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 you. No, may it be with you. No, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't do the chewy voice on the when I turned the microphone on. It's just because, you know, you put this on the internet. It never goes away. <laughs> may the fourth be with you. That's pretty amazing. Was that pretty good? That's good. That's good. Yeah, we're working on it. All right. All right. That's enough for outtakes. <laughs>